political piling on. You did. You and your campaign contributions, those are the Democrats. Extremist rampage in Germany. They use terminology from the Nazi era. Deadly plunge. A Mercedes-Benz somehow rolled off the ferry. This is the CBS World News Roundup, presented by Capital One. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan. The Democratic presidential race has been going on for months, but last night was open season on a candidate brand new to the debate stage, Michael Bloomberg. Here's CBS's Steve Futterman in Las Vegas. This is what it sounds like when six candidates running for president are all speaking at the same time. Debate night turned into fight night on the Vegas Strip. In the very first minute, the first punch was thrown by Bernie Sanders. Mr. Bloomberg had policies in New York City of stop and frisk which went after African-American and Latino people in an outrageous way. And that seemed to set the tone. Michael Bloomberg immediately fought back. I don't think there's any chance of uh, the senator beating President Trump. But it wasn't only Sanders going after Bloomberg. Next up was Elizabeth Warren. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. She also attacked Bloomberg about his non-disclosure agreements with a number of women. Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non-disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story. And as a sideshow, Amy Klobuchar had repeated clashes with Pete Buttigieg. He's basically saying that I don't have the experience to be president. I am the one, not you, that has won statewide in congressional... And just like any good Vegas fight, the candidates are set to meet again in a rematch next week. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Las Vegas. Well, CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett says the debate on NBC may have left Bloomberg down, but not out. I talked to a lot of Democrats last night, both during the debate and afterwards. The consensus was Bloomberg was unprepared, unfocused, and uninspiring. And for an opportunity to make a solid first impression on this debate stage, the consensus among these Democrats was Bloomberg blew it. But that doesn't mean he's out of it because he has inexhaustible resources, which means you can put plenty of advertising on the air to compensate for this. President Trump mocked the Democrats at a campaign rally in Phoenix. I have a new member of the crew, Mini Mike. Mini Mike. No boxes. We call them no boxes. And I hear he's getting pounded tonight. You know he's in a debate. I hear they're pounding him. He vowed to win in November and said he'd take Arizona in a landslide. It's sentencing day today for Trump ally Roger Stone, convicted in the Russia investigation. CBS's Bill Rakoff is in Washington. The high-profile case has taken on additional importance since President Trump last week blasted the federal prosecutors who won Stone's conviction as corrupt when they recommended to the judge a prison sentence of seven to nine years. Attorney General William Barr and the Justice Department withdrew that recommendation as excessive. That resulted in all four federal prosecutors quitting the case. The WikiLeaks founder, Julie Julian Assange is set to claim in a British extradition hearing that the Trump administration made him a tantalizing offer nearly three years ago. Assange's lawyers say then-California Congressman Dana Rohrabacher offered to broker a pardon for Assange if he could demonstrate Russia wasn't behind the hacking of Democratic emails. In 2017, Rohrabacher confirmed his deal-making efforts to KCBS-TV. It says a confidential uh, interaction with myself and the White House to determine what can be offered. Trump aides now staunchly deny the claim, calling it a complete fabrication. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, the White House. Assange faces spy charges in the U.S. Overseas, nine people were killed when a gunman in Hanau, Germany, went on a shooting rampage at several locations 
CBS's Seth Doan says police believe the 43-year-old shooter was fueled by far-right extremism. The alleged gunman attacked the two hookah lounges in this Frankfurt suburb. It's believed he opened fire at one of the cafes and then sped off, driving about a mile and a half to where he targeted people in another hookah lounge. These cafes where patrons smoke flavored tobacco from water pipes are popular in the Middle East and Asia. And this morning, police say some of the victims were Turkish and Kurdish in origin. Suspect was found dead later in his home. President Trump has picked the U.S. ambassador to Germany to be his acting director of national intelligence. That means Richard Grinnell won't need Senate confirmation. Critics say he has no intelligence experience. Japan says there have been fatalities among the coronavirus victims who were on the quarantined Diamond Princess cruise ship. CBS's Lucy Craft in Tokyo. An 87-year-old man and a woman, 84 years old, both Japanese with pre-existing health conditions, have died after testing positive for coronavirus. More than 600 people from the Diamond Princess cruise ship have been infected. Several dozen are in serious condition. South Korea reported its first coronavirus death, and two and a half million people in one city that's home to a U.S. military base have been told to stay indoors. In South Florida, a car rolled off a ferry into a channel about 50 feet deep, killing both women inside. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez says 63-year-old Emma Afro was at the wheel and a 75-year-old woman was her passenger. Sources familiar with the investigation told the Miami Herald Afro may have forgotten to put the car in park and then accidentally hit the gas pedal. They also report the women were found in an apparent embrace in the back seat. Tragedy at Mardi Gras in New Orleans. WWL Radio's Dave Cohen tells us a woman was killed during a parade. Witnesses say the woman stepped in between two floats connected by a tongue and was hit by the second part of the float. In Tennessee, police believe they stopped a jail escape plan arresting an ex-con who posed as a construction worker for stashing a stockpile of weapons inside an unopened detention center. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Nashville. Investigators say they saw Alex Friedman stealing keys from a detention center control room, and further investigation found that there was a much bigger plan in progress. Once he had access, Friedman allegedly planted loaded guns, ammunition, and security equipment around the building. Investigators are still searching for three other men believed to have helped Friedman with the escape plot. A Broadway revival of West Side Story opens tonight, 63 years after the groundbreaking original. The story and the music are the same. Tony falls in love with Maria. We'll never be the same. But the dancing is all new, with more contemporary street-influenced movements. And director Ivo Van Hove has added more ethnicity to the cast and reimagined the sets. Still, he knows changing an American classic can be scary. Everything has to be on the highest level, the singing, the dancing, and the acting. And, of course, everybody has an expectation. Could be. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News, New York. NASCAR driver Ryan Newman's out of the hospital. He was released just two days after his terrifying crash at the Daytona 500. In Croydon, New Hampshire, when town officials fired police chief Richard Lee, he turned over the keys to his police cruiser and handed in his uniform. With no car of his own or any spare clothes, he put on his boots and hat and walked home in a snowstorm in his underwear. He said, I did as ordered. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.